0: There it is. There it is. I turned it on finally. Jason Warren Griffithson, pastor of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Glad everybody's here. I got a couple announcements. One of them is it's a celebration Sunday. A woman named Jane Warner, is she in the building? She turns 90. Is that right? Make sure everybody in this room before they leave today gives them something on their person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if you live to 90, you deserve it, right? Take anything in the building. Take anything in the building. It's yours. Uh, make sure you come here next week. There's going to be food after the service. It's a fall celebration. It's kind of low profile, but we're going to be celebrating fall, even though there really isn't really a fall in Southern California, right? Right? There's a couple of leaves that fall off some trees, right? Anything else I need to announce? Anybody, make sure you go to Daytimers. That's in full swing. If you're a male, if you're a female, we got Wednesday evening and we have Thursday morning Bible studies. Look in your, your orders of worship, your bulletins, find anything out. We're in a, ser- a series called Let's Be Still, and I thought it'd be awesome or excellent If we pause for a second, take a deep breath, and just leave all the worries outside. Step into this this space, this sanctuary, this local outpost of God's kingdom. Make sure God is on the throne of your life. And in that space, let's stand up and greet one another in the name of the Lord. All right, everybody, please be seated. Please be seated. Before we hear the, chor- the choral into it, I wanted to do something a little different. Jeff emailed me a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, can we pray over my new granddaughter Blake? And I said, absolutely. And I think um, as a reformed church, as a as a Presbyterian church, we don't dedicate babies, we baptize babies. But I I I've always wanted to do this. I had a really good friend, his name is Jesse Skiffington. He was a pastor up in up in Washington State, and he he This is like 2005-ish, eight. I don't remember. Malia. never mind. Uh, his mom would always pray the Lord's Prayer over him. And I had, I had never heard of that. And so then I started praying the Lord's Prayer over certain people. But I would love us as a congregation to surround this family with the Lord's Prayer. And the way you do that, the first time it says, you know, forgive us our sins or debts and forgive us our debts, you say, forgive Blake, and you forgive her, you know, for, yeah, and you, everybody follow that? We got a bunch of educators, that I'm pretty sure that you got it before I did. Okay, Wait, let's have her, have her up here, this is Blake. Everybody, round of applause for Blake, yeah, right? And you guys can stay seated. And then everybody just kind of put your hand out, and um, I'll start us. And then once I start us, turn off my mic, and I want to just hear everybody praying the Lord's prayer over Blake. And hopefully, this kick starts a habit in all of us. We start praying over one another. Our Father. Amen. Amen. Are we in Blake's corner? I like that's good stuff right there. So now we'll get a choral into it. Do you want them standing or sitting? What do you think, Cornell? (laughs) Let's sit down. Let's sit down. This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it let us pray God of the covenant we come before you carrying the weight of anxieties we often find difficult to cast aside in a world of many competing priorities that leave us restless and unsatisfied we yearn for sabbath rest blowing the freeing winds of our of your spirit on us Help us resist the gods of our culture. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, Let us sing.
1: doing? Good, good. I am so glad to be at church today because I have been so busy. Oh my gosh, Kenny and I have been running around looking at colleges and oh my gosh, there's so many things to do around the house and I'm tired and I'm just happy to be in church and and be still. Can anybody read what that says up there? Anybody? What is... uh, Let's be still. You know, sometimes I think we get so busy we kind of forget to put God first. So we're going to do a little experiment and see if maybe we can figure that out a little bit. So Kenny's going to help me. To stretch your imagination a little bit. Okay, the rice is the activities we do every day. What are some What are some things you guys do every day that keeps you kind of busy? Yeah. Maybe go. Oh, homework. Let's put a little homework in there. Hmm. Okay. What else do we do during the, the day or maybe the evenings that keep us kind of busy? They. So much time. Let's let's add a little baseball in there. Wow, Kenny does a lot of baseball. Can anybody think of anything else? Yes? Playing. Playing. Yeah, I love playing. Let's put a lot of that in. Can we think of one more thing? One more? Does anybody play an instrument or another sport? Or we'll add some of that, but we don't want to do too much of that. There we go. Okay, now, let's really stretch your imagination here. We're going to consider God and our time with God ping pong balls. So we're going to try and fit all those in here. Let's try and put all that together. Mm, barely fits. That's. It's kind of. I don't think that's
2: going to work very well,
1: Kenny. Let's, let's try something different. Let's let's, put the let's. let's try to put the ping pong balls in first. That's that's God. Let's try that. God and our time with God. Okay, now let's add all the rest of our activities. Let's see. Homework, chores, baseball. Oh my goodness. Look what happened. What happened this time? It all fits. So what does that tell us? That tells us if we put God first and then do our activities and all our daily stuff last, it works so much better. It makes things in our life fit. But what happened when we put all our activities first and then we put God? What happened? Didn't work, did it? So let's this week think about putting God first, maybe taking a little bit of time to be still. And Matthew 6.33 says... Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So put those ping pong balls in first, okay? Can you guys pray with me for a second? Dear God, thank you so much for this time and for the time that um, the kids will have in Sunday school and our, our time in church. And Lord, thank you for the time for letting us be still. God, help us to remember to put God first and seek you first and then everything else later. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Good morning, everyone. Why don't we stand for this first song, if you don't mind? All the people said amen, and all the people stood up to say amen, right? It's great to see you here. We're going to worship together. Listen to the words of this song. Let it penetrate your heart. And this is a special request. I don't know who requested it, but this one's for you. No. Into the darkness. Into the darkness. Thank you. But you are higher than any other. Our God is healer.
4: I'll soon
2: Our God has said, If my people will humble themselves and pray, I will forgive their sins. So at this time of confession, we come before God humbly. Join me in the prayer of confession. Lord of the Sabbath, whoops, Lord of the Sabbath, hear our prayer. It is hard for us to stop working in and harder still to stop worshiping work. We confess that our busyness often substitutes for our holiness. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to be still, knowing you more deeply. Patient, Lord, we schedule our lives down to the very second. We crowd in as much activity as we can and then wonder why we are so stressed out and tired. We are afraid to miss out on anything. And when it comes time to be with others, we spend our time worrying about details rather than truly being present. Forgive us when we get so caught up in the details and miss the opportunity to sit at your feet, learning listening growing in our faith god of rest grant that our souls can find rest in you amen the good news is this we are loved accepted and forgiven we are welcomed home again and again receive the good news that in jesus christ You are forgiven and live in joy and peace.
0: To
4: follow
0: that—that's crazy. Sharon said, "Hey, heads up, this singer. She's gonna knock your socks off." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. We—we we all owe you ten dollars on the way out. That's crazy. Like, we don't have a cover charge for that. I think it's so key that I, as I learn about this congregation that has been, you know, faithfully." Meeting with God at this particular corner, it's so beautiful to learn how God has been doing that. And it's so beautiful how art is celebrated here. And I just want to point out that's not the case in a lot of churches. And uh, thank you very much. It made me think of that shot. Have you ever seen that movie, Shawshank Redemption? You remember when uh, Morgan Freeman uh, is is narrating? And he says, and the guy breaks into and he locks the security guard out, and he plays opera over the whole thing. And he says, "I have no idea what that Italian lady was saying, <laughs> but I'd like to think it was he was she was singing about something so beautiful that the mind can't comprehend it, and that holy sanctus. I know it's not Italian. I think it's Latin, but." That, what a great starting place for hearing from God's word today, especially on the Sabbath. Parts of me wants to just end it and walk out. I said this last week, but I, I mean it even more today. That's a beautiful space to bask in the holiness of God. That's what it's about, Right? Um, I think it's the shorter Westminster Catechism that it asks, uh, "What's the chief end? What are what is men? What are men and women built for to worship God and enjoy Him forever?" From this space, I, I want us to think about. We started this series last week. Let's be still, and we're studying the Sabbath intentionally. As the world is ramping up, schools are starting, and everything's just going at 90 90 miles an hour, and we as followers of Jesus the King are intentionally stopping and learning about rest, learning about the fourth commandment and the ten commandments to observe the Sabbath day. We learned last week that it's the crucial bridge meaning it is worshiping God and God alone and then it helps us move into loving and being a good neighbor. I'm also saying this morning it's not only a crucial bridge it's a key it's a key to unlocking how do we follow the last six, six commandments. I just want to point out, and we're, this, is, this is kind of the outline. I'm using this book, Sabbath as Resistance, by a guy named Walter Brueggemann as, as the backbone, the, the outline of this sermon series. And I highly recommend this book. Um, so let's read the, the, we'll start in verse 8 of Exodus chapter 20, and then we'll move into the last six commandments. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You should not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the Sabbath day and consecrated it. I want to pause for a second. And of all the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath gets the most airtime. He gets the most verses. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife. Or male or female, slave or ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, how much of the world is anxious? How many of us in here are anxious? I feel like a hypocrite preaching on this because I am I'm am learning how to be a pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant <laughs> and I blame you. <laughs> I blame you for all of my anxiety. <laughs> how do we get rest? I was talking to some old congregant last week and this congregant was saying you're describing why how and i'm this is a book of why and i'm 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 hoping in my prayer is that as we we dig deeper into the why the insides of us will come out with some hows do you know what i mean if we change the inside, if we, if we change our beliefs, if we really realize why we should be resting, it'll invite us into resting. It'll invite us into celebrating the Sabbath. But I'll do a better job, whoever that congregate was, I'll try and spell out some, some tangible whys also along the way. First thing I want to point out is Always remember the context, context, context. This is to the Hebrew nation. This is to a people who were enslaved for 500 years. That's a long time to be a slave. Talk about knowing anxiety, right? Get up, sit down, work, go. Can you identify with it? Yes or no? Me too. I've had bosses, micromanagers. I've, I've I've had people breathing down my neck. I've had that experience of, man, this is not a safe place. I'm about to get shot in every direction. And up to this point... The Ten Commandments that are coming through Moses sound a little like the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh had been saying this for hundreds of years. The people that had enslaved them had been saying this. Don't worship anybody but me. Don't do anything that I don't want you to do. In comes the fourth commandment. In comes the regime change. In comes the moment where God introduces himself, and he's unlike every other king. He's unlike every other ruler. He's unlike every other boss. He chimes in and he says, With this regime change, I want you to take a breath. Everybody, let's literally take a breath. Because in this space, amongst these people, this is our king. This is our God. Inviting each of us this morning to have a regime change, to get off the rat race. And not only that, but to stand up in the stream where everybody's running and fall on our knees. I don't know if I told this story. I've told one Plank Guy story. I don't think I've told this one. I used to go all the time with this guy named Matt to these Plank Guy shows. And Plank Guy is this punk rock Christian band that was uh, that was big in Orange County. I don't remember the years. I'm getting too old. It's crazy that I'm saying that to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realize the irony. <laughs> but me and this Matt guy, and sometimes we'd be, it, in punk rock, there's this thing that happens. It's called pitting. And everybody starts running in the same direction. And actually, they skip. They go like this. You know, like, like this. And they push each other you know, in love, because it's a Christian show, and they're spinning, and they're doing and, and like this, and Plank Eye, when their first album hit, they were pretty much punk rock, and every single time, I remember the singer saying, if you can't pit to it, it ain't music. Anyway, <laughs> so he see, he did, and they do this song about heaven, and it, about halfway through the, the song, he says, Father, I'm falling on my knees, and he gets his deep old gutter, and Louis is my anyway I want to get you my buddy Matt on a regular basis would just drop to his knees in the middle of the pit and everybody's like do 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 and they just all trip over my friend Matt it was so awesome and it's a metaphor it's like that is a picture of what we are in this culture as following this regime change this king of kings this lord of lords this god that says I want you to be the, I want you to put me on the throne of your lives. And as you do that what's going to mark you as my people is you're going to step off the rat race. You're going to drop your knees and you're going to be different. You are supposed to be different. If somebody says, I didn't know you were a follower of God, that's not a compliment. We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to be marching to different orders. We're supposed to be working our way down the corporate ladder. We're supposed to be loving and serving our neighbors. How do we do this? We rest. It all starts with this resting. It's this key that unlocks the rest of it. Brueggemann puts it like this. He says, Those who live by the death system, that's Pharaoh's system, that's our culture, that's the go, go, go culture, you're bound to dishonor parents and, non, and all non-productive kin. You are bound to engage in killing violence because the others are a threat. You are bound to reduce sexual interaction to exploitive, exploitive commodity. You are bound to usurp from others if it is something they want. You are bound to engage in distortion and euphemism to gain advantage. You are bound to be committed to acquisitiveness. Moses recited the commandments, you who keep Sabbath, do not need to dishonor your mother and your father. You don't need to kill. You don't need to commit adultery. You don't need to steal. You don't need to bear false witness. You don't need to covet. You don't need to because you are able to depart the exploitive system. How do I rest? How do I rest? You rest by using the Sabbath to unlock an anxiety-free life. You rest by taking this as a key and realizing you don't need to win. We need to love our neighbors. We need to not steal from them. Not see them as commodities. Not see them as tools to make our lives better. Not use people for our end. How do you practically do that? How do you depart and live it out in peace? I'm a huge music fan you've you've already noticed that probably. <laughs> There's a guy named Jack white. anybody heard of him White stripe he has like six or seven bands. He's like one of those guys you know you know those guys that play everything they pick up everything and they just they just own musical instruments and so he's he's in these bands, and I was once watching watching a documentary just. Just asking him questions and stuff like that, and the, the documentarian noticed he leaves picks and he leaves different things throughout the, on the stage. Like sometimes he'll lead like a he'll leave a pick or like a, a song name underneath like a like a rock on a, on an amp somewhere or something like that. And they said, "Why do you do that?" And he said. It's to get myself out of myself. I've learned that if I play this song so much, I lose its meaning. I lose its depth. I lose its soul. And I intentionally make things and put things far out of reach to knock me out of my routine, to knock me out of the the mundane, to knock me out of just going the flow. So I'll intentionally throw my pick to a, a loud fan, and then I'll have to search. And sometimes he says, "And I have the stage hands hide these things." <laughs> and so he, you'll notice he'll be ripping on this. He's do this huge solo. He'll throw his pick out, and he'll be like, and he was like looking around. And you're like, "What are you doing?" And then he finds the pick and he shreds. And he teaches everybody. Oh, by the way, I know the guitar better than everyone. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good lesson for us as, a, as followers of God. How do we rest? Break the mundane. Go home a different way today. Boom. <laughs> do something different this week. That invites rest. That invites a system of being peacefully at God's feet at, in your life. Schedule a, a coffee with somebody in this room. Schedule going right after lunch, or after the service, go to lunch. At one of the churches I served, they used to do pew parties. And you're in that pew? Go to a pure pew party afterwards. You guys all go to Coco's. You guys all go, you know, because if we all went to the same restaurant, they would all just quit. (laughs) Give the Sabbath more airtime. Meaning talk about it. I mentioned this last week, but I think it's one of those things that it bears repeating. I used to have a guy, Ed Moore, in San Antonio, Texas. He was a rocket scientist because he was in Houston and then he moved over to San Antonio after he made his living and retired. Every single time I saw Ed Moore, he would pull me aside and look me straight in the eye and said, when's the last time you bought your bride flowers? And usually it had been a long, long time. Because I still am not that good of a husband. I love you. You, I married way up. Everybody knows that. But get in the habit of doing that with one one another. When's the last time you said no to something so that you could say yes to sitting on the beach? We live. Do you know where we live? Have you seen the sunset lately? Holy smokes. We live in one of the most beautiful places in the whole globe. Change something, say no to something so that you can say yes to just sitting at the beach and listening to that forever wave crashing. The endless mercies of the God we serve. The reign of our God is so much more peaceful so much more orderly, so much more relaxed. Follow his lead. He made it all. He made all this. He put all the trees in its place. He put all these things. He made up those fish at the bottom of the sea that we're still discovering. He did all of that. And what did he do? He sat back and relaxed. He didn't wake up the next day and say, Oh, make sure this is going this way. This is going this way. Notice, as as part of the Sabbath rest, as part of the Sabbath rest commandment, it's to join into the God and spend fellowship with the God who celebrates rest. Let's all stand. The world is spinning a little too fast if we don't slow down soon, we might not last. So just for a moment, let's be still. Let's sing hymn number 77, Be Still My Soul. Please be seated. As we continue in worship, Lord, receive our tithes and offerings.
5: In the Spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Ephesians 6.18. Shall we pray together? Loving and merciful God, it is with humble adoration that we approach your throne of grace, seeking your comfort And your wisdom. As we gather together this morning to worship you, open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to your promptings. When Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? He answered, Here I am, Lord, send me. Let that be our prayer this morning for all the needs right here in our church in our neighborhoods, in our city, in our country, and across this vast globe. Let us not passively pray for your will to be done and leave it at that, but prompt, Lord, each one of us out of our comfort zones to say, here I am. Send me, use me. Lord God, we have a worldwide and local refugee crisis. People with nothing fleeing harmful situations in their homeland and seeking a place of safety and security. We pray, Lord, for your mercy and for your thoughtful, compassionate responses by nations and leaders to this humanitarian crisis. If there is anything any of us can do to help. Prompt us to act now and not wait any longer. Father God, we pray for the safety and sustenance of the Bahamas and all Bahamians who lost everything. We continue our prayers as Tropical Storm dumps even more rain on this devastated country today. What can we do to help? We are so far away and removed from the destruction. What can we do? Prompt us to act and stand up for those in need, whether they are far away or near. Father, every one of us knows that it is not polite to discuss religion or politics with those whose views differ from ours. Break the hold that politeness has over our tongues, not so that we engage in impolite or destructive conversation, but rather that we begin to share our hearts in authentic ways with one another. There are those in our midst that need the saving faith of Jesus Christ, and our silence is not helpful and may even be harmful. We pray, Lord, for you to give us the courage to speak about our faith with boldness and share the extraordinary life as your disciples that you have given to us. We pray, too, as the presidential election cycle is beginning to ramp up, promote meaningful discourse among those with differing points of view, encourage dialogue that, yes, may educate one another, but more importantly, will further our closeness and understanding among one another. We pray, Lord, that you would open our mouths to talk and share with each other in significant ways. We pray, too, Lord, for those here in our midst who are experiencing trials, suffering, and sorrow. May your peace that surpasses all understanding be with each one. We pray for a fresh touch from you for those who are tired and those who feel broken. We pray, too, for your hand of healing on those facing health challenges. We pause for a moment of silence to lift up those close to us in need of prayer. You remind us to be still and know that you are God. You remind us to be still and know. You remind us to be still. You remind us to be. We commit these prayers, both spoken and silent, to you in the strong name of Christ our Savior. Amen.
0: Now's a time where, in continuing to be still, we're here as your pastors and shepherds to pause and pray with you and on your behalf
5: those who wait for the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint
2: gracious god source of all healing in jesus christ you heal the sick and mend the broken by your spirit come upon all who receive the laying on of hands that they may receive your healing touch and be made whole to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.
0: If you would like to receive prayer, please come forward. And let us pray the prayer taught by our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Our Father, Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Commit to spending time with our Lord and loving our neighbors as they should be loved. Let's sing this hymn of commitment. Come thou fount of every blessing. Hymn number 318. Cornell bringing the heat let that grace like a fetter I don't know if you remember what a fetter means but I had to look it up a couple times a fetter is those shackles that they would put on prisoners um, and that's our prayer as we leave and we try and enter into this sabbath rest amidst the world that's the hustling and bustle God shackle us to your plan of resting May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.